Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hi, and welcome to Self-Improvement Atlas, the personal science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm Marie Stella, your host from Melbourne, Australia. Let's start the show. Welcome back to Self-Improvement Atlas, the personal science insights podcast. I think we can all agree that social media has been incredibly beneficial in a myriad of ways, like keeping up with the news, communicating with friends and family, edutainment, and so on. That being said, it's undeniable that it has its faults, one of them being the impact it has on society's perception of body image and how it in turn affects us as individuals. So here with me virtually is Kaylee Breyer, a social media influencer devout to creating content that not only reshapes mindsets, but also empowers women to rewrite social norms. Hi, Kaylee. Lovely having you on the show. How are you going? Thank you for having me too. I'm doing great. That's amazing to hear. So tell us a bit about your background and how you got into this. Yeah, so... I have a degree in engineering, and when I was in school, I always knew I didn't want to be an engineer, but you get out of high school and you have to make a decision what you want to major in, and I was always good at math, so I chose engineering, but as my degree was coming to a finish, I was like, if I don't have a business that's making money, I'm going to have to be an engineer, which was my (laughs) personal worst nightmare. (laughs) I know some people's dreams, but... It was going to be my nightmare coming to reality. So I I had been in a youth group that really impacted my life growing up. And when I was deciding what business to start, I was like, well, I feel like teen girls should have a youth group because that's the hardest time in life. And Girl Scouts, I don't know uh, if Girl Scouts is worldwide, but actually, I don't know if it is, but I have no clue. But Girl Scouts, at least in America, is, you know, young young girls having a leadership group and once you're past 10 years old it's kind of lame it's kind of for the young kids and so there's no really positive space for that teenage hard year period where girls can build leadership skills and have a voice and speak up and so I decided okay I'm going to start hosting events and create a leadership system for teen girls and so I started hosting events in Los Angeles which is where I went to college and it was going great teen girls were showing up to these events and it was building and then COVID hit. I moved online and that started, no, that's when TikTok started blowing up. And also my business, I moved to online events. And so we started having girls from all around the world join online events. And then of course, all the teen girls started telling me I had to get on TikTok. And (laughs) I really felt like there was a, you know, like, Well, yeah, first of all, the reason to answer your question, all the teen girls were telling me you have to get on this app. And 
also another thing is being on social media myself, I saw a few influencers who were posting empowering content for women and young girls, but I felt like there weren't enough. And I also really resonated with what I did see. And so the combination of little sneak, you know, bits of other influencers and also these teen girls telling me you have to get on. That's how I got started. That's amazing. I do have to ask, though, did you actually ever want to be an engineer? Like, why did you study engineering? It was honestly the worst four years of my life. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> literally, I feel like my parents are very big on education and they were happy with me switching, but they told me I could switch majors, but I felt like there's no school I want to do. So I don't want to have to switch all my credits and change all my classes. I'll just get this over with. Mm -hmm. And so every day of school was just like, let me get this over with. And I tell, I have to be careful <laughs> about speaking about how I feel about education because I had such a bad experience, but I know it's so empowering when you're in the right profession. But for me, I obviously was just wasting my time being in the wrong path. So, well, nevertheless, yeah. it's it's admirable that you pushed through because most some people don't necessarily want to push through, which is fine by them. But it's amazing that you still managed to do all of it anyway, despite not liking it, which I don't think I would have survived in 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 that case um yeah but before before we digress which i think we already yes. have <laughs> we like to get to know better so i'll ask you a few questions about your favorite types of media this is have you met kaylee brea uh do you have a favorite book there is a book called rewire your brain and it's a black and green uh cover and before this, I looked up, I was looking up, trying to find this book and I couldn't find who the author was, but it's called Rewire Your Brain. Rewrite, re, re, rewire Your Brain. Right. Yeah. Hang on. That sounds really familiar. Uh, is it popular? It's actually not. And I, I don't know if it's like, I don't even know if it's exactly Rewire Your Brain or like Brain re Rewire. It's not a popular book. I mean, there's a ton of books on rewiring your brain, but this specific book really changed my life. Cool. Uh, who is it by? I don't remember. I tried to look <laughs> it up. Enough. I was trying to look it up before this. So I like, couldn't find it. <laughs> Fair enough. Like sometimes the best things are the most underrated and unknown. So I love a good little unknown book. Um, do you have yeah, a favorite movie? <laughs> Sorry, what? I was kidding. I was like, good luck, guys. Like, if you want to go find it, like... <laughs> There's probably, like, um, a sea of them. I know. Yeah. So um, do you have a favorite movie? Okay, favorite movie. So to be honest, I haven't watched a movie in, like, a full movie in probably, like, eight years. I went what? to the... I, yes, I went to Barbie because everyone was like, you have, like, Barbie, but, you know, there was, like, <laughs> literally ice cream shops at barbie flavor so i was like i'm gonna go to watch the barbie movie i left halfway through i was like i can't i get no. the point i can't yes no. i'm not a movie person 
But when I was younger, Armageddon was my favorite movie. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that 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 works. That totally works. I actually haven't seen Armageddon. It's a good one. It is from what I remember I think, yeah. ten years like, ago. I feel like it's a very talked like very very talked about movie. Like I feel like everyone's seen it. Or maybe I'm just like living under a rock. So, <laughs> girl, I do not know if you, I'm definitely more under a rock than you. So whatever your rock <laughs> you're under, <laughs> we can both be living under rocks. It is nice and comfy down here. It really is. Y'all should come down here. No movie yeah. world. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, I'm just imagining, you know, Patrick Starr from SpongeBob. It's a vibe. It's a vibe down there. Um, right. <laughs> do you listen to any podcasts? I don't really, but I do love Real Pod by Victoria Garrett. What is it about? She is so amazing. She actually went to the same college as me. And she was one of the people who inspired me to get involved in influencing because I loved her content. Yeah. And it's funny enough, when I started growing on TikTok, she followed me and I was like, like, because, you know, I was like someone I was, you know, was always inspired by and inspired me to start. Um, She is all about being real and her podcast are open and honest conversations with now really big celebrities like Josh from Drake and Josh. Oh, Josh Peck. Yes. Yeah. And Victoria's Secret Models, huge ones from the past. They go on her podcast and they just talk about their real struggles and their story. It's a great podcast. That's amazing. I love to hear when celebrities talk about all this stuff that going, that's going wrong in their lives. Right. It makes me feel a bit better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. We forget sometimes. Yeah. There's <laughs> also like no better outlet than a podcast to just complain essentially about all your struggles because it is, it really, because that's essentially where people want to hear you rambling about things that otherwise no one wants to see that on like Twitter. Everyone's just going right. to shut it down, being like, you're complaining so much. Like, you know. Right. That's podcasts. so true. Yeah. So that's a great, that's a great um, outlet for that. Do you have a famous role model apart from the person that you said run the podcast? Definitely Tony Robbins. I feel like when anyone asks me who I want to be in life, I say, Tony Robbins for girls. Tony Robbins for girls. So I love him. I think he's amazing i'm really sorry but you're gonna have to fill me in here who is tony robbins and what does he do (laughs) um okay tony robbins is a motivational speaker he is an author he's a businessman he is just he's kind of like oprah in a man's form but a lot more of a speaker in front of people like interacting with people versus a talk show and Mm -hmm. like less on television more interacting in real life yeah if you ever type in motivational speech he'll come up (laughs) oh interesting so are you into like motivational speakers and stuff i mean not in that way i meant like do you watch a lot of motivational speakers? That's what I meant. <laughs> wait, what do you mean? In what way? Oh, oh, I didn't even. I was like, no, what way is she talking about? 
I am into, I love all motivational speakers. I, I love them so much. This morning, I listen to one almost every morning. Be a lion, get up and grind. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's nice. It gets you going. I, I feel More. like everyone has to have that sort of thing that gets you going. Some of them might be motivational speakers, speakers like you. Uh, for me, I think it's just any kind of um, music. I think I find my motivational speaking through music, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what music? Uh, I listen to a, a lot of, well, some of the 1975 songs are really, really good. Uh, but they also equally make me feel bad. <laughs> but I really like Taylor Swift songs as well. Um, 1989. They are like stories, but, well, there are some songs that are empowering to me because they have such, like, a huge anthology of songs, right? So I'm one of the, I'm, like, one of the kind of kinds of people that kind of, like, just deep dive in any into any artist that I really like. And so I just pick out a few of the songs because it's, like, also, I already like this artist's um, style, you know, and that's what I know. So I just find these little empowering songs and those are it. And it might not be um, like, um, a, yeah, yeah, they might not be a, re a great representation of how, what their songs actually are, but there are like a few empowering songs in there, like in 1989. But yeah, before I get too carried away talking about music, the last question I have for you is, what's the last course you've completed Well, I'm currently taking a Dave Ramsey course to be better at spending and saving money. Oh, that's um, amazing. But, yeah, I've watched like 15 minutes of it a week ago and have not touched it today. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, it's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, fair enough. Are you like a financially um, motivated person or is, is finance something that turns you off? I have a very amazing relationship with making money. I also have a great relationship with spending it, if you know what I mean. Yes, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, 100 um, percent. I'm working on the second one. Yeah, that that's great to hear. Um, amazing personal development, um, <laughs> which leads us into the interview. I want to ask you, how would you define personal development? Because it is very different for different people. Yeah, I think Tony Robbins always says everyone will be happy in life if they're making progress and growing. And if anyone has plants, you know that you could have the biggest plant, but if it's dying, it hurts you. But if you have like a little plant and it's growing, you're like, ah, she's growing. And I think personal development is growing in any way, whether it's growing in your health, your finances, growing in a skill. It's just growing. Progress. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and what are the main challenges in personal development? I think consistency and taking uh, something you want to change and really making it happen. I know there were a lot of things in my life that it took me about 
37 tries to get it right or to really make it stick. And I think that's unfortunately part of life. It's not going to, you can't just, I'm going to start doing yoga an hour a day and just snap your fingers and it happens. So, um, yeah. And unfortunately, it's a lot easier to think about doing these things than to actually make it happen. And sometimes, you know, when you fail and fail over again, it does, it can get so mo- demotivating, if that's even a word. I don't know if it yeah. is, but I'm using it. I don't know, I like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So definitely the consistency. I agree with you there. Um, and how would you define body image? To me, body image is whatever thoughts and opinions you have about your body image. It is pretty straightforward. It is in the name. (laughs) 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 And what kind of impact does one's image of their own body have on their personal development? Oh, too much, too much. I think especially in this world since no matter what culture you're in every single culture has a different standard of what your image should be but no matter what culture you're in and no matter what the standard is we're all so affected by that standard because it affects how people treat us and so our image has a huge 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 effect on us because one it affects how we think of ourselves and two it affects how other people think of us yeah and when you are negatively impacted by the well the beauty standards from a young age it's hard to get out of that cycle it's like you're already um you know in that mindset that you have to change And edited images and curated lifestyles on social media don't help with that either, I reckon. Um, And they are more commonplace than ever in this digital age. So how do you think the continued exposure to these might affect people's perceptions of their own bodies? You know, I was thinking before we got on how crazy it is that our world we're the first people to ever experience social media we're the first to wake up grab our phones and click on these apps that have all these curated pictures we don't know how much it really does affect us or especially these teen girls what is it really like to be a teenage girl i mean when i was a teenage girl i was already insecure without all this, without these, it is so insane. These filters, the editing, the face to the fact, it's so normalized and it's insane that we don't really know what that impact really has, but boy, it feels like a lot. So I can't imagine how much it really is. Yeah, especially with like TikTok filters, which are so, so realistic and everyone uses them and I reckon like well as an adult I know these are filters and I have some form of media literacy so I can tell if someone's using a filter and there's the filter button but as a teenager you might not necessarily know and that might 
actually contribute um, a lot to how you perceive yourself. And that's insane to think about. Right. And also the fact that even for us, if we're like, oh, that's a filter, we can't click and see what it looks like without the filter. And so we are still so blinded by what what reality is. We can be aware that when we go on Kim Kardashian's page, her life isn't perfect, but we don't know what that really means. Like we can't see what her life's really like, you know? So it's a hard, it's a hard, hard thing we're facing. <laughs> yeah. And even celebrities like Kim Kardashian, there's like another layer of it um, to it where they also have the money to afford expensive skincare and the best skincare products. And so that's like not even considering what you can change or alter on social media. I mean, skincare, that is a very small step. Surgery, you know, I mean, skincare, yes, but what about reshaping bodies? And the thing is, I am 25. How old are you, by the way, Marie? Oh, I'm actually 25 this year as well. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like in other parts of the world, but for me in New York City, out of, you know, tens of friends, I don't have that many friends, but other people <laughs> I know well enough. I said tens. I'm like, acquaintances. Uh, huh? Acquaintances. Yeah, right. Almost every single person I know has stuff done. And all of my close friends have something done, whether it's just lip injections or liposuction or big surgeries. And no one knows. And no one would ever know except me because I'm their close friend. And we all, it seems like, I think, once again, I think cultures definitely change how much is done. But I know in New York City and Los Angeles, it's rare someone doesn't have stuff done. And that's crazy because just like we can't see, you know, online what's a filter or not, you could see a beautiful girl and think, wow, she has a perfect body. She has a perfect face. I'm so jealous. She has $50,000 worth of work done. And you would never, ever know, ever. That. Thank you for telling me that because I had no idea either. Like, I just kind of assumed that everyone, well, like not everyone, but some people had stuff done. I didn't think that it was that widespread because I, I guess like I come from like different kind of circle where no one really thinks about plastic surgery or no one would consider getting plastic surgery. So I go and watch all these TV shows and reality shows. I do have a soft spot for some reality shows. Selling Sunset is really, it's just, I just like looking at the at the interiors, at, at the homes. They're beautiful. Um, but I digress. Um, yeah, I, I watch all these shows and I, like my first thought isn't they've had plastic surgery because also that's kind of like not the nicest thing thing to just think about everyone you don't look at them and go oh she's had work done or oh, she's had work done you just think like wow they are really really attractive and I wish I could look more like them a, a little bit you know and that's kind of um not well that's a 
like yeah, that's kind of damaging, I think, to um think about all the time. Totally. And I think people who have gotten stuff done, they can see it much quicker. Like, oh, it's almost like actually I don't have a good analogy. I'm normally the analogy queen like popped out, nothing. But <laughs> when you get something done, you can see the look to it. Mm-hmm. The plastic immaterial look to it that isn't so natural and so you can just only they can tell who's who's gotten stuff done but it's just crazy how people who haven't got stuff done they don't even really notice because there's a certain look that and by the way i've got i got before i started my channel and when i wasn't secure i got stuff done and I don't really tell my audience because so many are teen girls, but if I had an audience of 18 plus, I would list it all out because I want them to know. I just have to be cautious of teenage girls looking up to me and knowing which, as I grow with my audience and my audience isn't so teen based, I want them to know, but right now, I don't want them thinking, oh, I need a nose job then, which I do not have a nose job, but that is my point. Yeah, that is so true. And I love how cautious you are with it because teenage teenagers are very impressionable. And if, you know, you, you want to be honest and open with them, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's also contributing to that um, culture of normalizing cosmetic surgery which you necess- you don't necessarily want to do as well um and um telling them like oh you that you did this they are going to start to think well if the person that I look up to had no problem doing it i ha- i i shouldn't have a problem doing it either and they are 12 and they shouldn't be thinking about that so yeah um that was really well thought out so well with social media how do you think we can use it to promote body positivity instead of um, perpetuating such. I think it is going to take a lot of girls being okay with not being perfect. I don't think a few influencers are the key as much as it is the few influencers influencing others to stop editing, to start posting their real stuff, start being vulnerable and sharing their truth. Because like you said, you love hearing celebrities talk about their problems, but really you just love knowing that you're not alone and that you're they're imperfect just like you are. And I think that body image can be positive on social media when more girls can start owning their body and showing its imperfections. But I think right now there's just so much pressure from men and women to look perfect. It requires a very high level of vulnerability to, even though it's like, obviously we're not perfect. It requires such a high level of vulnerability. But I feel like the way that Kim Kardashian made BBL cool, I hope one day I can make being real cool because I think that there's a like the right person can have that impact on society yeah I hope that you're able to achieve that as well because 
I want the same thing. I I just want to see more real people and relate relatability on social media. It's it's just that kind of like it's very isolating to follow celebrities and not see anything remotely related to you on their feed, and then it makes you wonder if you're missing out on something or if you're doing something wrong. Um, and yeah, I love what you stand for, and I really hope that you are able to achieve it one day. Um, so for people who don't necessarily have a good perception of their body, what would you recommend to them to improve this? I think the most important thing is taking accountability and realizing one side of it which it depends what age group I'm talking to. But one side is, are you taking care of your body? And I don't think teenage girls should be thinking about that stuff. Maybe when they get more towards like 16, but like 12 and 13 girls, I don't think you should be thinking about, are you moving? Are you working out? I think they should be intuitively playing the sports they love and doing the activities they love. But when you get to be a grown woman, let's say we're talking about that I think one you have to take accountability for your actions are you actually taking care of your body and two I think wait can you remind me the question oh yes of course um in your opinion is there a connection between one's perception of their own body and personal development so I do think that I think that grown women have to take accountability for their physical health, but also more importantly, I think they have to take accountability that if they hate their body, they don't love their body, they don't like blah, 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 they have all these negative thoughts about their body, that's their fault. And they need to take accountability that their personal development and their body image are completely correlated because if they were focused on their self-development and focused on speaking positive thoughts, not only are they gonna see the more of the beauty in their body but they're also going to be more motivated to move and to take care of themselves and to get ready because you feel good and so i think it's a chain effect that is all tied to self-development yeah chain effect is a really good way to put it um what are some ways that these goals can start to break out of that chain effect well, there's two chain effects, negative and positive. And so I think to start a positive chain effect, it starts, it can start with, it can start in so many ways, really. I have a friend, she loves the challenge. She loves 75 hard. For me, I would rather start with a walk every day and build my way up. And so I think it's about creating positive momentum and that starts with positive thoughts, but obviously actions will create even more positive thoughts, right? If you, you can start thinking positive thoughts about your body all day, but if you do a one 10 minute walk and then one 20 minute walk and then a 30 minute walk, and then you do 30 minute walks for two weeks. Well, after those two weeks, you're ready to do hour walks. And yeah, I think um, it starts with, it can start with a five minute walk or it can start with, a running five miles but it has to start somewhere and that's what matters 
Mm-hmm. How long are your walks now? Well, I actually don't walk. I do the Stairmaster. That was oh, just my wow. example. Yeah, That's I'm great. actually. Yeah, I'm crazy about the Stairmaster. My audience knows. I will. I've done three hours on the Stairmaster before. What? Like a crazy person. Yes, but like today, I did forty minutes. Yesterday, I think I did forty minutes yesterday as well. Um, it just depends. Like this week, I've probably done like a total of multiple hours, but. I started with 10 minutes on the Stairmaster like four years ago. Yeah, that's insane. That's amazing. I don't have a Stairmaster and a, and unfortunately, I don't think I will have the space for it as my apartment's quite small and um, it's crammed with a lot of things. But I have, I did start by going out on walks and they might not necessarily be intentional, like purely intentional because I don't like to walk for the sake of walking I like to walk with purpose <laughs> I like to go somewhere so I started with just like walking to the grocery store instead of like taking public transport or something and um and then I worked it to walking to the neighboring suburb to get coffee which is like 40 minutes away and there's like some hills going on so that helps that the incline helps with um my workout workout is like a it's a stretch yeah so it's like uh, <laughs> it's definitely a bit of a stretch it's, it's a very leisurely walk um it's a brisk walk which actually is not that leisurely i guess but it's more leisurely than actually working out or going on the stairmaster i feel like you know there was a study done by these maids who worked hours cleaning all day and they took half a group of the maids and they told them how much they're doing for their body by just cleaning every day. And a month later, I might be getting the numbers wrong, it was a month or two months later, <laughs> they took the maids, both groups, and one group lost like X percent more weight. Once again, I don't know the amount, but I feel like it was about like an average of six yeah. more pounds Yeah, by just believing and realizing oh my gosh I'm moving so much and I feel like just tying this personal development back into your walks I feel like you're I think it is so amazing that you're doing 40 minute walks that are hilly because you don't have to go you could go to the grocery store and get coffee there you can make it by yourself and so many people don't move at all so I feel like even just the thought of thinking of it as a workout will like make you just have more pride in what you're doing which I think you should I do listen I do not walk at all I go to the gym but I don't do any other walks so I think it's amazing no I'd much rather like you see so I I only do this I resorted to this because I couldn't go to the gym like no matter what I just well I go to the gym like once or twice and then I stop and it just wasn't working for me so I wish I could go to the gym like you could like that would be so helpful and I wouldn't have to go on these stupid long walks for coffee but why, are the, why are they stupid long walks I don't get it well they're not stupid it's just like it's really my way of trying to trick myself into working out like I wish I could work out more intentionally (laughs) it's working and you're getting like I could say I wish I could go on a long walk because I wish I could get some fresh air these breathing in these dirty smelly men at the gym um 
<laughs> that is you no you you're really you are making me appreciate my long walks more now because yes. I, I yeah it reminds me why i didn't like going to the gym it's because of all the smelling men <laughs> <laughs> we love you smelly man <laughs> um, uh, you know yeah and I think that like your long walks really tie into self-development tie in with perception of body image I think it's the perception of your long walks and I really feel like if you gave yourself more credit for your long walks it would probably inspire you to like take your like go on walks more and take them to that so it's just all a mind thing and I think I really really do think that your long walks are amazing. Like going on a 40 minute walk is a great like movement. That's amazing. You're getting fresh air. You're getting like healthily stimulated. Yeah. Oh, Kaylee, you're making me so happy because no one has uh, cared about my long walks as much as you have. <laughs> I care about your long walks, Marie. We care. Thank you so much. Well, getting back to the interview. <laughs> Um, so with social media, what are some particular trends that we see online that promote these untainable body ideals? I think it's mostly the trend of having perfect images on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I mean, and TikTok, I mean, it's everywhere, but Instagram is really just so crafted because it's an image, the spitting moment, you know, it images are so deceiving they're so stupid and i think instagram is really the number one the i think it's the most toxic oh could you elaborate on that i mean on instagram it's one still image that can be posed and edited you can't see any movement behind it whereas on tiktok even though people do use filters and do curate things at least it's a video where there's like movement and con no one looks as perfect on tiktok as they do on instagram there will be those pretty girl videos and there's definitely videos on tiktok that look perfect but and aren't but on instagram it's like every picture is reaching trying to reach perfection standards whereas tiktok there's so much more education and value where it's not so much about let me post a perfect image but more so let me create you know a video that educates or inspires you know when you're on tiktok you're not seeing pretty girls as much as you're seeing so many other types of content whereas on instagram even if someone's not an influencer, if they're just a regular person showing a weekend with their friends, they're trying to post a perfect picture. Yeah, um, that to whatever you said just totally makes sense. So do you think, do you see Instagram or the social media platforms move away from perpetuating all these unhealthy body ideals and more towards self-acceptance and personal growth instead like any time in the near future or at all no ah! <laughs> i can't even um, i just think that i think that i hope with my goals 
that one day I can have the same impact that Kim Kardashian had in terms of shifting a culture. But I don't think the apps can do that. I think a person needs to, you know, it's going to take the way that Kim inspired people to get BBLs and she created this neutral theme that everyone's in now. This like, I think she's really like the leader of this neutral colors vibe. I think that she has that influence and power. And I think that if someone else has the influence and power to push the other way, then that's when we'll start seeing change. Do you think you could be the Kim Kardashian for that? Oh, I better be. <laughs> right, that's my goal. That's my that's what I'm working towards every day. But I struggle working alone a lot and it's so hard for me. I just wake up every day alone. I'm actually looking to hire a videographer slash photographer right now because for me, I do believe to get to where Kim is, you know, you have to work hard. And of course I work very, very hard. I'm only ever thinking about my content empowering girls it's a like 24 7 clockwork but i know i have more in me that i feel like i haven't been able to unlock to you know get from 1 million to 100 million and i think just having the right environment set up for me will really change that but i have no doubt at all that i'll get there like that's i really believe people get what they want out of life and People who want a family and in a white picket fence and two dogs normally end up there. And I think that all my dreams and like my goals have like perfectly aligned to one day get there. It just might take a little longer than I thought. <laughs> Fair enough. It takes a really long time and a lot of hard work. So I really hope to see you there one day as well. And I hope you find that videographer because having someone on board in your team would help a lot with, you know, the the workload. And I know how it is to, um, I, I don't want to say be a social media influencer, but to to work with so much media, um, to handle all of that on your own, it, it is a lot on your plate. And, and it's more than people realize it is, um, I think. So... Yeah. So now we'll move on to the practice slash habits uh, section of the interview. Um, we'll ask you some questions. Well, I will ask you some questions. When I say will, when I say we will, we refers to my multiple personalities. Um, but only one's here today. So that's, so that's I, uh, but I'm just so used to saying we. So I'll ask you some questions about the everyday application of what you've shared with us, essentially what you do on a daily basis to um, keep your body image perception of body, of your own body in check, in check. I don't know if that's the right way of phrasing it. I'm going to rephrase that because that was weird. <laughs> so now I'm going to ask you a few questions about your daily practices and habits of what you've just shared with us um, previously. So what's a practice or habit that you do in coping or handling the impact of social media on the way you perceive your body? Do you ever get negatively affected by it? Do you ever 
think about that? So I don't really struggle with thinking people are prettier than me or that type of comparison, but I do struggle with, oh my gosh, how is she so much more successful and growing so much faster and doing so much better and having so much more opportunity? And uh, unfollow button, seriously. I think that, or mute them. Like, I actually just went through and muted every single person I follow. Because I used to only follow, like, literally, like, 20 people. Because I'm like, I don't want to consume this stuff. And then I was like, I want to... I felt like it was kind of unfriendly to not follow, like, new people when I met them. So I was like, I'm going to start following, like, people I meet. Who cares? That is true. It's a huge part of networking right it's such a huge part and so i don't want to be that person like and like it's a great way to like message people and stay up to date and but i the other yesterday i realized it was yesterday i was like why do i know about this person's life like i met her (laughs) once and i don't care and so i think muting people who aren't serving you because there are people who give me that oh why is she doing so much better than me but i'm not gonna unfollow them you know so i just mute them yeah, and also it's like they don't really, they didn't do anything to deserve the unfollow, which sounds like such a, it sounds like such a um, first world problem to have because it is. <laughs> but because like now social media is such a huge part of our lives that unfollowing is so, it's, it's, it's such a, what's the, it's such a controversial act to do. Like if you, yeah, if it's so rude, it's so impolite to unfollow someone. Um, so yeah, muting button really does sound like a good idea, like a good alternative to unfollowing. Um, and how how often do you do this? Unfollow people? Yeah. Well, well, I actually just really started following people. Like I only follow like 170 people and... That was the first time I I did that last night. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend doing this to everyone? Has it served you well? But actually, last night was when I muted everyone. I'm like, I'm sick of consuming other people's lives. But there's a few people I've had muted for a long time. And it has definitely served me amazing. Because certain people, for some reason, they might just make you feel less pretty even though there's people who are prettier than them something about them maybe that there's some similarity or you aspire to be like them so it sparks some jealousy just mute it i 100 percent recommend it it has done great for me really yeah that is a really really good uh that is really good advice uh thank you so much for answering my questions now we'll move on to answering questions from the audience if you are open to doing that yeah okay perfect we don't have that much time left but we will go through like a couple of them because they are some really good questions in here um so kathina asks i believe it's a vicious cycle where people People's body perceptions are shaped by the beauty ideals promoted on social media, often influenced by celebrities and influencers who themselves adhere to these standards imposed by society. So in light of this cycle, how can we foster 
and sustain a positive body image? So for me, none of my worth is in how I look, which is why I never struggle of thinking people are prettier than me. Because if I see someone prettier than me, I'm like, okay, that's great. But how do you feel about yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you empower yourself? And so I think it's about values. And it is okay to put some values into your looks, but all of, but really, if you want to get out of the cycle, put all of your value into, I want to love, I want to be the happiest instead of I want to be the prettiest. Like I want to feel the best, not I want to look the best for other people, but I want to feel the best in my own skin. And I think when you have that mindset, you remove yourself from chasing the desired look online and from other people. And instead you start chasing the best version of yourself for yourself. Yeah. And you start appreciating who you are more. Yeah. Uh, I relate to that so much because when I was younger, I did, I was very consumed by social media and I definitely was very into like chasing all these ideals, which wasn't working out very much. And I totally like my personality was just flat as, as like this table, which you can't see. It was, it's just, it, it was so flat and I wasn't happy at all. But over time, just learned how to switch off from social media and, you know, pursue other things that would make me happy and other things that would fulfill myself. And so I definitely agree with that. And I don't, I never did actually achieve that whatever unattainable body ideal that I wanted. Um, but so much happier now. So I second advice so much. Um, and do you think pursuing online validation plays a role in whether or not we might be satisfied with our bodies? That's a hard one for me because I so can't relate. I think that if you stop face tuning, you have a lot more peace. Cause I actually, when I started thinking deeper, I used to seek validation when I face tuned my stuff. It's obviously nice to get some compliments and love on a cute post, but I think the need for validation goes away when you stop using editing and facetune i think when you are a little more real you also stop seeking validation so much right and when you do get compliments when you haven't facetuned or faked anything the compliments are also it means that the compliments are genuine which makes them more valuable totally and that's really liberating Totally. It's same. I, I think we both know because we've experienced that when you edit pictures, it feels good for your ego, but it also feels like this identity crisis. Like, thank you for complimenting, not me. Or a hundred percent. This was a great chat, Kaylee. Now we're moving on to the open mic and this is your chance to talk about anything that you're passionate about 
that doesn't have to be related to body image or social media. So take it away, Kaylee. The floor is yours. Okay, well, I think that with all this talk about body image, it's so important to talk about food, which is tied directly to body image. And I think I started dieting when I was 14, and I truly believe it is what messed up my relationship with food forever. And I think everyone should be aware of their health once you become a grown adult and trying to improve yourself. But I think from what I've seen, because I have friends who have healthy, fit, strong bodies with zero body image. And I also have friends who have a ton of, or sorry, eating disorders. And then I also have tons of friends who have just as beautiful bodies and they're just as fit, but they're consumed in literal hell with their thoughts around food and body image. And I noticed that the difference in the culture of how my different sets of friends act is in restriction. And one group, they're aware, but they'll still eat their chicken wings if they want it. Whereas another group of friends, they're counting calories and they're either binging, which was me for a while, (laughs) uh, was restricting or binging. And so I just think it's so important that it is okay if you want to be healthier, but I would just highly recommend to never go on a diet because you don't need to. You can be healthier without restricting yourself. That's a really good sentiment to share. And I agree with that. Again, something that I did go through as well when I was younger was dieting. I tried all sorts of diets and um, it was terrible. Every bit of it. Uh, I, like, I, I, yeah, I get started on it. Like, for maybe a week and then I feel really good and then I would hate it so much and I started I would start binging all the foods that I wasn't allowed to eat when I was on the diets so it didn't help at all um and nothing ever came out of it of course if like diets work for some people then that's fine but you know it's good to know when it doesn't work for you and when to stop totally and it's so crazy hearing you say you struggled with this and just being two 25-year-olds from opposite sides (laughs) of the world and just going through the same stupid crap of restricting ourselves, thinking it would ever do anything for us. Like, it doesn't work. I truly believe diets do not work. I think that there's a select few people who maybe if they start at an older age, but I just think it is the worst and the biggest lie our society has ever told us. Oh, yeah. I'm also willing to bet that a lot of people who are able to keep up with diets might not necessarily be like live to eat kind of people. Like they might only view food as uh, like a a way to survive. And so in that sense, dieting is completely fine to them because they don't really crave for certain foods and they don't really place a lot of importance on foods anyway so it's easier for them um yeah I've thought a lot about that because I have seen some people where like dieting is like a breeze to them and I just could never like I could do a little like veggie thing here and there like vegetarian dish here and there and that would make me happy but doing like a whole vegan diet or keto diet or whatever like um even what was the word intermittent fasting 
And I think intermittent fasting was the easiest, to be honest, because it was more about the time that you eat than the food that you eat, right? Um, so yeah, I think it also ha- like heavily depends on the type of person you are and your your connection to food. Yeah, I actually read a book on intermittent fasting, and even though I don't do it, I truly believe in it. Like even people who do the extremes of intermittent fasting, I'm like, yes, like it's just so backed up whereas mentally you can do a diet and count calories but it's not mentally backed up for success and so i think it's just about doing things that are gonna give you not just physical success but like you could actually mentally do them and i have friends too who will count calories here and there and don't have a problem because they just don't really care that much about food but for the girlies who love food it's not for you and which is most of us, I would say 95% of us <laughs> love food. Yep, that's right. If you love food, you heard it from Kaylee yourself. Dieting is probably not for you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kaylee, for joining us on the podcast. If our listeners want to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go? <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me. You were such a joy to talk to. Oh, you were such um, a joy to talk to. <laughs> um, all of my handles are Kaylee Breyer, K-A-I-L-E-Y-B-R-E-Y-E-R. So if you want to find her online, search up at Kaylee Breyer. Uh, thank you so much for joining us once again. And thank you everyone for listening. And we'll catch you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. For more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it and subscribing to our channel as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pe.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Marie Stella. Thanks for tuning in.